Hello, social addicts. Here's your one and only catch up on what happened last week in the social ads world. Hello, everyone, and welcome along to another episode of John Ricci on the Couch. It is the Tour de Social special. We are taking um, a little bit of inspiration from the Tour de France, which finishes this Sunday here in Paris. So we thought, hey, this is a cool opportunity to be able to do a bit of a tour of social, updating you, giving you an overview of the biggest and the best advertising updates to happen so far in 2018. We are one half, a bit over half of the way through this year already. So we just wanted to, we just wanted to give you that refresher on what's happened this year. Um, what's going on in social advertising, give you the update, give you that rundown. On the four big platforms that we cover, the networks, those are Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat. And there you go. So good to have you here, guys. Phenomenal. Um, hello to everyone who's joining. Hi, hi, Carla. Hi, Fabio. So good to have you here. I might put these on a bit later. Um, hope you like my get-up today. Um, really gone with the theme. Um, there you go. There's my hat. And uh, yeah, so we're going to be talking through, as I said, those big updates across those four major social networks we cover. Um, later on, I'm going to have Lydia, my colleague Lydia, she's awesome, join me on the couch here, right here. But first, I'm going to get into it by talking about Snapchat first. Um, first, just wanted to, yeah, talking about Snapchat. So first, just wanted to give you a bit of a rundown, though, about Make Me Reach, who we are. My name's Joe, this here's Ricci. He's got his helmet on today, so uh, he's, uh, he's been safe. He's got his bike helmet on. And essentially, we do these Facebook Lives every week because we want to give you um, the keys to taking your social advertising to the next level. We're a Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat partner, and uh, we're all about helping social ad experts level up. So it's so good. Hi, Jess. Hi, Alessandro. So good to have you guys here. So as I said, Snapchat, we just showed that. Snapchat is the first one we're going to talk about today. We're going to get straight into it. Essentially, um, the first update, we're going to cover two on each of these platforms. The first update we're going to cover is the new UI. And unless you've been living under a rock this year, you will know about the new Snapchat UI, which, um, which took place earlier this year. Um, in the face of increased uh, competition from the likes of Instagram and Facebook, Snapchat decided to launch a new AI, UI and rolled it out in November last year, but um, only to a small amount of users. Most of you users would have seen it come through in around February of this year, so it's relevant to this year. Hey, Reach, Pal says hi, Richie. He says hi back, don't you, Reach? He says hi back. So we're talking new UI from, from Snapchat. Snapchat was looking to separate the social from the media, and this was really the big driving force behind the new UI. Um, the new user interface also aimed to improve user experience and increase the amount of ad inventory on the platform. Um, Snapchat essentially uh, recreated their app into two feeds, the first of which was the Friends tab, which is similar to the old layout where users find their friends' um, Snap stories. But instead of being sorted chronologically, Snap had changed this to um, a algorithmically uh, organized feed. And the second part of the new UI was the Discover tab, um, which serves as a hub for content from brands um, 
and uh, that can either be organic for big media publishers or advertising as well. So Snapchat did, you probably read this, Snapchat did since roll back a little bit of this. Um, they came under a little, a little bit of uproar, a bigchange.org petition signed by 800,000 um, people. Um, so Snaps and Chats have actually gone back to appearing in chronological order, while Stories from Friends have reverted to their original location, and Snapchat again now opens in the camera mode. All that to say um, that overall it's really interesting to think about how Snapchat thinks about their own app and that whole element around, around separating the social from the media. So they're kind of thinking about... Um, yeah, kind of thinking about how how do we differentiate from the likes of Instagram where where there is kind of sometimes this need to portray a certain type of self um, to a wider audience. Snapchat definitely sees their app and their sweet spot in that one-to-one -one kind of pri more private um, messaging type area. And just interesting to see how they separate, how they're looking to separate the social from the media. So... Very interesting, that one. That was our first one um, of 2018 that was worth noting. Second up, in terms of Snapchat, we're going to talk story ads, okay? Story ads. Nicole says, can't wait to see content on Snap this weekend on Champs-Elysees. That'll happen this weekend on the Champs-Elysees. Don't you worry. Second, we're talking story ads, okay? So story ads in Snapchat, in the Discover tab, as I just mentioned, um, story ads are the newish kind of ad format within the Discover tab. So, launched in April 2018, um, Snapchat say that story ads allow advertisers, um, big and small, to say more on Snapchat. Okay, and an ad format. It is an ad format that allows advertisers to reach their audience with a branded tile in the Discover feed. We've got an image we're going to show you. So in the Discover feed, there's a branded tile there. Um, and with one tap, users jump into a collection of 3 to 20 snaps um, to dive deeper into that brand experience. Um, with attachments and calls to action, those users can then be driven towards a um, landing page or an external website. So, yeah, really building in that um, real-world action element to this as well. If you are looking to do um, advertising with story ads, interesting to, um, to note, a few considerations. Um, it's all about the tile. So the tile is the Snapchatter's first interaction. That's the first thing they're going to see. So think about that image. Think about the title of that tile in the Discover feed. Also, tease out... Um, tease out the topic of what the story is going to be about. So um, create that curiosity gap to make the user click and tell your story in 3 to 20 snaps. So really cool um, format, that stories format, being able to tell a story in sequential snaps up to 20 long in Snapchat Discover um, via story ads. So cool. Okay, without a f any further ado, we're going to move straight on to Twitter. Twitter... Here's another little picture of me raising my arms up like that with a different jersey on. You just saw that. Twitter, okay, so Twitter, um, first of all, Twitter video, that's what we're going to be talking about, Twitter video, and more than half of Twitter's business is video, okay, guys? In April this year, Twitter announced that video ad revenue makes up 50% 
of of its ad revenue. Video website cards and video app cards were specifically mentioned as driving growth. Um, both are video ads that direct viewers to a specific destination. They mentioned uh, on that earnings call that video ad growth in Japan was a major result of this video ad growth overall. And Japan is actually, I don't know if you know this, Japan is Twitter's second biggest market. It's absolutely massive over there. So super interesting. The point of this whole thing, talking about video on Twitter, is that it's just interesting to think about how Twitter is playing a bigger and bigger role, um, or video is playing a bigger and bigger role on the Twitter platform. Twitter obviously see it as more and more important. Across social media, video is the go-to format, obviously, whether that be stories, video ads, whatever it might be. But just interesting to know that Twitter is on that bandwagon as well, and 50% of its ad revenue comes from video ads. Amazing. Okay, second, what we're talking about for Twitter, this is our second one for Twitter, then we're on to Instagram, and Lydia's going to join me. It's going to be amazing. Twitter ad transparency. So this is very recent, guys. Ad transparency on Twitter. They have set up an ad transparency center, which allows anyone to view ads running on Twitter. And the transparency center will include all advertisers on Twitter globally, but at this stage, only it's only in the US. Um, so essentially, on this in this center, when you search for an advertiser, you'll be able to see all the ads that are currently running from from that person, much like the new feature uh, in Facebook, Info and Ads tab in Facebook. Why is this interesting? Why should you know about this? Twitter is trying to fight misinformation on its platform and hold advertisers more accountable in terms of the ads that they are running. So know that um, know that the ads that you are running should, um, should obviously be um, transparent and straightforward and actually for things that you can deliver as a brand. So um, we will be talking more about in the Facebook section, more about their info and ads tab. But that was Twitter, okay? So video and ad transparency in Twitter. Next up, we're going to talk Instagram. Let's show this one. Instagram. That's probably my favorite jersey, that one. And I'm going to welcome Lydia. Welcome along. Round of applause. Hello. Thank you. Hello, Lydia. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are awesome. You? Good. Good, good. Hey, thanks so much for joining us. Um, you're really cool. And thanks. we have this kind of Commonwealth bond, don't we? We do. We do indeed. So Lydia's from the UK. I'm from New Zealand. Commonwealth represent. There you go. Um, okay, Lydia, as we like to do on the couch yes. with Ricci, yep. um, we like to get to know you a little bit better. We've had a few of our colleagues here on the couch, and I always like to ask a would you rather question, and one that kind of your, your answer, no pressure, but your answer is going to show us who you are as a person, okay? Sounds like a lot of pressure, Joe. <laughs> but I don't no, know if but I can handle that. But I said no pressure, so it's, okay, cool. so it's no pressure. Okay. <laughs> okay, so the question is, would you rather only be able to shout or only be able to speak in a whisper? Ooh, I think okay. I'd only be able to shout. Okay. <laughs> You're in sales after all. Right? You're in sales. Yeah, I think that's what I'd do. Nice. I can really give you an explanation why. No, that, um, no but that's okay. What about you? Uh, oh, my gosh. No one's ever done this to me oh, before. Oh, sorry. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I would rather speak in a whisper so that people have to really listen to me. 
Oh, bam. Ooh. Actually, that's a very good point. Bam. Okay, maybe mine was my immediate answer. Hey, but it's gave okay. gave me a bit more time. No, but it's all right. <laughs> no, good, um, good answer. No, thank you very much. <laughs> um, can you just speak up? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. Okay, guys, so we're talking Instagram. We're talking Instagram ads. Um, and uh, essentially, we're first we're going to talk stories, okay? So stories yeah. are obviously such a huge um, ad format um, across all sorts of networks. Can you tell us about the first one we're, we're, we're dealing with here? Yeah, so first of all, we're looking at carousel ads and Instagram stories, as this is definitely something that's been hot in times of conversation. Um, and actually, so just a bit of an explanation of what it is. It enables advertisers to have up to three pieces of media within an Instagram story. And kind of more specifically, I wanted to talk about a case study that we actually have with Social Lab and Vans. Nice. So we actually proposed, well, Social Lab proposed this beta, to test this beta with Vans, and they decided to do it for one of their branding campaigns called Girlskate India. Girlskate India. And it's a really, it's a really powerful, really powerful campaign, and it has a really strong narrative. And actually, as well, um, just something I wanted to mention, it really is the goal of this campaign was to sort of empower the next generation through skateboarding. And it was because it was branding, so it was, you know, swipe up to find out more and you'd be redirected to Van's website. Mm -hmm. And actually, they found they had some really great results using this, this placement and this actual, of course, this ad format. So good. And yeah, and they found a lot of, uh, well, they found they actually doubled in terms of swipe Amazing. up rate. Compared to, so it's really great. yeah, compared to ads, n re regular yeah. ads and Instagram stories, yeah. this, was, this was using three, um, actually two, but you can use three. Three pieces of media, which is amazing. Yeah, no, yeah, they used our, used our platform to do an A-B test, and that's how they saw these great results. Amazing, so cool. I'm going to go back and talk about another one. So that was the first one, Carousel Ads and Instagram Stories, the beta, the Vans case study. Um, next, I want to talk to you, well, I want to talk to you about in stories the interactive options that have popped up this year Lydia they've been pretty cool eh? oh yeah they have been pretty they've awesome. just been coming from <laughs> everywhere so they've added the likes of Giphy like GIFs in stories music the ability to add a song into your story I like that so cool um, polls questions the slider poll the cheeky slider poll if you followed our story today on Make Me Reach um, I did actually do one of those today um, they're excellent for maintaining that engagement, Lydia, mm. um, and it kind of offers a fast, non-committal way for users to kind of interact with the story. So that's another thing that Instagram have added in terms of stories this year, interactive options. Um, then what else have they added in terms of stories? Well, I mean, in terms of sort of organic posts in Instagram stories for brands, they've been able to add sort of the shopping tags, uh, which we've already seen in the feed on Instagram. But it's been really great to be able to see that within an Instagram story. So yep. this is this is only for organic, uh, just to highlight that. It's not, for, it's not for any paid sort of social. However, it's really great. And even though it's sort of quite simple, um, I think it's really effective in terms of driving sales. Mm. So for e-commerce, of course, e-commerce brands. Mm. And so what you can do, you see, a, you see a product that you like in the story. You'll see the little sticker, the shopping bag sticker. Click on it, find out more about the product. And then, of course, you're guided to, to go purchase it. So like really cool. Very, very cool. Yeah. Well, that was stories. Next, within Instagram still, we're going to talk about IGTV. IGTV, people have been going crazy about IGTV. Mm. It's like, whoa, this new thing, this new like little button in my Instagram. Um, IGTV and actually 1 billion monthly active users Instagram announced this year. So um, 
with IGTV, it looks as though a lot of the analysis has been around the fact that Instagram is ready to compete head-on with YouTube and that kind of long-form video content. Um, in an event, in the launch event that they that they held this year, this year, Lydia, actually only like a month ago, um, they also announced that they'd hit 1 billion monthly active users, up from 800 million in September last year. Within just a few months, two, another 200 million users. Yes. Nuts. Crazy. Crazy figures. So IGTV, essentially vertical video from your favorite Instagram creators um, in long form. Um, it's different in a few ways. As I said, it's built for the way um, your f you consume video on your phone, which is vertical um, and mobile, obviously. Um, and each video can actually be up to an hour long for brands, Lydia. Um, there's no advertising within IGTV yet, mm. is there? No, I believe not. No. That is correct. <laughs> um, but we'd say keep an eye on it. Keep looking at what, um, at, at, you know, there's definitely going to be stuff pop up in here. They wouldn't create this separate, this completely separate sort of area of the app just to leave it um, like that forever. So we'd advise you to keep um, an eye on that. Anyone can be a creator, guys. So, um, so you as a brand can be a creator. You set up your channel and you start uploading long form vertical video um, would be really cool to start doing. So cool. Hmm, pretty awesome. So good. Okay, now we're talking Facebook. We're on to our last one, Facebook. I might, um, I might put on my sunglasses for the Facebook one. <laughs> awesome. Looks Thank great. you. You say I look like a... What did you say I look like before? You look great. I look great. That's <laughs> what you said. That's what you said off here. You look like a cyclist. <laughs> I look like a cyclist. That's yeah, what I was going go. for. Okay, so um, we've had two for each of these, but we're going to actually do three for... Um, Facebook because it's like the mothership, you know. <laughs> so oh, we are um, on Facebook. We, we are live. We on are. Facebook, oh so my gosh, <laughs> we're right here on Facebook, live on Facebook. Okay, so the first one, I'll let you talk about the first one. So the first one is to do with changing the newsfeed algorithm. Um, so this happened in January this year, and Facebook decided to go back to its roots and and why it cr why Facebook was created in the first place, and it was mainly for this kind of interaction between friends and your family on Facebook. So on your newsfeed, you know, it's actually kind of interactions, deep meaningful interactions, actually deep more meaningful. more specific um, yeah. between people that you know, and of course this change to the algorithm was really to sort of get rid of spam um, on the news feed and to really bring people together again and to connect people. Mm -hmm. And and yeah, so I suppose it was, it's a bit controversial in terms of also for advertising because it does mean that there's less sort of content in the news feed. But it also did mean, and it well, I think Facebook sort of predicted that actually would mean that people spend less time on Facebook. Mm -hmm. But this time that they do spend will be much more valuable. And I think that is obviously very, very important. For sure. And I mean, in terms of sort of advertising, I think that it definitely increased the role of advertising on Facebook as brands can really utilize the advertising to actually get their message out there. Mm. And as this sort of organic reach was slightly more limited. Goes down a little. Yeah, no, definitely. Okay, super interesting. And that was huge news sort of around January, I think, this year. Um, we, we actually wrote a blog post um, on this. Um, we're going to chuck it in the comments now. It's done. <laughs> it's, in the, it's in the comments there. Um, <laughs> Uh, and you can have a read of that on our blog, blog.makemereach.com. It's pretty good, oh. our blog, eh? Very good, Joe. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell the guy who does it that you said it was good. <laughs> okay. Um, next up, we're talking about this thing called playable, 
playable ads on Facebook. Can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, so of course. So the playable ad format, this is actually a beta. And the idea of this is sort of that test before you buy mentality. And what you're able to do is, actually maybe I'll be a bit more specific and talk about sort of the gaming sector. So what you can do is within the ad, so you can interact with the ad. And what you can do is you can actually sort of play the game and get a bit of a taster for what the game's like before you actually go ahead and install the app and then obviously get going with the game. Um, And the idea of this is that it should really increase that sort of high intent installs. Mm -hmm. So this is really, really great for advertisers. And and of course, you know, it's it's amazing. I think it's so exciting. And just the ability to even just have a go at it while you're in feed. Yeah, straight no, away. Definitely. No, definitely. And I know I'm talking about more specifically for gaming, but I do know that across other kind of verticals, it's been really of interest and it's something mm. that everyone sort of wants to get involved with, or cool. get involved in. Um, and so I think it'd be really exciting so to see cool. how, how different advertisers utilize this ad format, so which cool. is still in beta, um, but I believe it will be coming out later on this year. Amazing. Um, so yeah, I think that'd and be really cool. You mentioned you picked up a bit of a best practice at a yes, Facebook event on there. Yes. So recently at the Facebook Partner Bootcamp in Dublin, about a month ago, a bit longer, um, mm. they actually mentioned sort of two kind of key kind of takeaways in terms of how to make the most out of this new ad format. And they, what they were saying is that, okay, well, first of all, your CTA needs to be really instructive and really sort of in-depth and detailed mm-hmm. so that otherwise people won't know how to even test the, well, test right. the, uh, the game Do in it. the app and then they'll have no idea how to actually use, right. how to use the game within the app. Mm-hmm. And then they also said that you really need to make sure, that sort of relates to what I just mentioned, that actually the glimpse of the game is actually really accurate of what the game is involved. What it is actually like. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, otherwise it could be a bit misleading uh, sure. for consumers. Sure. Okay. But very exciting. Playable yeah. ads. Watch out for that. Definitely. Later this year. Wow. <laughs> um, cool, Lydia. Well, the final one we're going to cover um, in terms of Facebook is the info and ads feature for pages. Do you want to stick around for that? Yeah. Yeah. Not? You why can not? add your two cents okay. if you've got it. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, essentially, I mentioned that before when we're talking about Twitter, but Facebook has also recently done um, an ad transparency feature, giving people more information about um, any of the organizations that they see ads from, um, the ads that they're currently running, um, how their page has changed name, other things like that. At first glance, Lydia, this might seem like um, pretty bad news for advertisers since your competitors are going to be able to, um, you know, come and see all your running ads, all that, all that sort of stuff. But here at Make Me Reach, we reckon uh, it's not too bad. You know, um, you can actually use it as a competitive intelligence tool. Um, check out other businesses within the same um, sort of space as you who address the same audience as you. How do they approach their advertising? What sort of formats are they using? What are their creatives like? Um, And I guess our message would be, check that out, get that intelligence, but keep what makes your brand unique. And we do have a blog post on that that we've written actually this week. We're going to check that in the comments in a second, um, which just kind of details that in a little more detail. Um, So it's really, yeah, it's about, you know, using that competitive intelligence, but then being able to keep uh, keep what makes your brand unique because... If we're all just doing the same thing, it's going to get pretty boring, isn't it? No, that is very true. Yeah. But it's, uh, it's great. It's a good way to get a bit of inspiration as well. I reckon. Why not? Up, yeah. your, up your advertising game. Amazing. <laughs> and, and yeah, just sort of um, 
yeah, we kind of believe here anyway at Make Me Reach that the best ads really are those ones that are out of the box, that think creatively about um, ad formats, creative text, all sorts of things. So just copying your competitors isn't going to be isn't going to be the long term answer, guys. Wow, <laughs> amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Lydia. No, thank you very much for having me. Well, that's a pleasure, <laughs> and um, and that essentially, guys, was our tour de social, where we looked at the big four. Um, social networks that we cover their updates from this year in terms of advertising I was joined by Lydia who would rather shout than whisper if she <laughs> had to make the choice I'd rather whisper because I want people to listen to my wisdom and tune in to me but your answer is fine too you're welcome <laughs> um, okay and yeah just want to as I always do uh, give you the chance to or remind you to check out blog.makemereach.com for more um, of this kind of content that we upload all the time. Um, otherwise, I hope you do have a fantastic weekend and we'll see you next Friday for another On the Couch live. Awesome. See ya. Bye-bye.